Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, people? You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band Meets. Yes, another episode of Unfiltered coming your way right here, right now. Officially, this will go down as episode number 229. You could jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution 24-7, 365. It's easy. Of course, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, you could jump on board the artist formerly known as Twitter, X if you will, at Casey Stern. Jump up into the bio, get on the YouTube channel, watch all the interviews, the conversations, the rants, the shows, and of course, like, subscribe, tell all your friends and all that good stuff. Speaking of friends, thank you to the Unfiltered Band and thank you for joining us. It was an unoffendful day one of winter meetings. Today on this short program, we're going to talk about why. We're also going to get into what it means for the next couple of days here in Nashville and the latest on Otani, among other news and notes that are going on around Major League Baseball. You can always check in and get at me in the comments or uh, send me a direct message, of course, if you're on Twitter or, if, or excuse me, X, or if you want to get in on YouTube, you could jump in comments there and connect with me directly. Anything that you would like to talk about. We are talking here at Unfiltered in large part. Thanks to our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for all your baseball, boxing, basketball, golf, and much, much more. Bet Online is and continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get all your wagers. Live betting, favorite casino and card games, they're all available to play right now from your phone. So get over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Get in on all the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It is bet online where the game starts as we get started here on a day one of winter meetings that didn't have much activity at all. Obviously, some small news and notes that came out of some of the conversations with the particulars who were there. Mookie Betts going to be the everyday second baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dave Roberts talking about that. We saw the small deal of Wade Miley. Coming back to the Milwaukee Brewers, Chris Archer added to assist the Dodgers front office and a couple other things that happened, including uh, A.J. Hinson. Congrats to him getting extended seemingly until eternity uh, for the Detroit Tigers. A lot that happened, but not very much at all. So the question is why? When I started doing winter meetings and my first was uh, like 18, 19 years ago, there always seemed to be, and I remember because I would be doing live shows and I'd be writing down all the, the deals that happened. There seemed to be a lot more deals that would transpire and less and less as the years went on. And while this is neither here nor there for a conversation for Nashville, I have often said and said on the air in covering these and in covering basketball at the time for years and seeing all the hubbub that surrounds when that moratorium is lifted and all those signings are announced and we find out where everybody has gone and in, in hosting coverage of that crazy 24 hours and right after midnight when signings occur and is seeing what it's like on July 1st every year in the NHL, I think Major League Baseball having something like the winter meetings, having a hot stove it would really help them to have a moratorium and to have something where at least look at it this way, where you've got all the particulars and you saw the press conference, obviously for Jim Leland. And we saw, you know, the greatest prospect deal we've ever seen and that press conference for the brewers. But imagine if even in the small deals that we've had leading up to winter meeting, if the Cardinals and John Bozalock went up there and there's Sonny Gray with a Jersey and there's Kyle Gibson and there's Lance Lynn returning. And they're basically announcing a new rotation Severino coming to the Mets. Some of the other small things that have occurred, it would at least give you a little bit more to play with at the outset. And I think, you know, giving some kind of a, 
I, I think you want to give an incentive for deals to occur. What happens is, is that this is where, and you get on the other side of the Thanksgiving holiday, a lot of the conversations for the first time in person happen. Right. And we're not even talking about Otani, who we'll get to in a second in visiting with Toronto at their complex in Florida or being in San Francisco. We're talking about the fact that when GMs are having conversations about trades for a guy like a Juan Soto or when agents are there with their players, you're talking about the first face to face meetings. And that begins conversation. But if you're deciding between four or five players. And if an agent is deciding between four or five teams with his player, just think about how many conversations you have to have family members. You got to go back to offers. You got to stew on the bartering and the negotiating at the table, if you will, that then takes place on zoom or on the phone over the next couple of weeks of, okay, we got this kind of offer. What can you do over here? Well, I got five years in pocket. Can you get me to five? You're only at four. I can't stay at four. Teams got to go back. They got to have a conversation. Hey, we're willing to go to five. What about the other three pitchers that we're involved in? These are the kind of things that play out behind scenes. And because of that, a lot of the conversations begin to build at winter meetings, but they don't then come to a close at winter meetings. So you don't see a lot of names. You see a lot of the Wade Miley's and you may see some levers go. And I'm not saying that we can't be surprised. And I hope I am. And you see, you know, a lot of big names off the board, but in any given year and specifically, which I'll get to in this one, but in any given year, it's, troublesome for winter meetings being so short and for the conversations to go from A to Z, not really going to happen. Now there are some that have already occurred and then you can kind of finalize deals and do sorts of things like that. But then we get to what's called the domino effect of how this plays out in free agency specifically. And even with trade rumors as well, because if the Padres and teams that are looking at like say players like this year, like Juan Soto, in the trade market or a Tyler glass though, or a Burns or wherever you want to go, right? Dylan cease. They've got other teams involved and now they're sitting there and they're playing against the other teams and getting into that bidding war. Those things are always going to stop the process and do halt it and slow it down. However, the domino effect is why every year, especially this year, we have the biggest problem. What do I mean by that? You have to set the market. So, <clears throat> It, I don't know how much I'm supposed to pay pitcher X, right? Until pitcher Y is off the board. Because when pitcher Y goes off the board, now that player and that agent and the whole pitching market is kind of set. And we've got benchmarks about where we're kind of going to go. And now we can play against, well, you're not as good as that guy, so I'm not going to give you this many years and whatever the case may be. And a lot of times, oftentimes, that's one of the reasons that the top guys need to go off the board. Another very big reason Staying away from small market teams who can't play in these big players so they can go right after, let's say, third, fourth tier guys and say, hey, look, yeah, I'm trying to kind of make a deal with you. Let's go get this done. And there aren't six, seven other teams that are playing. And the guy who's going to sign a one year deal like you think about in your Eric Fetty and coming back to the States to play. Why can that be close to a deal reportedly to the Mets or the White Sox? And look, I mean, you never would think to say this and this is not as a Met fan. But if the White Sox are the other choice, you would figure the Mets would be an easy choice regardless those kind of things, a two-year deal for $10 million, whatever it's going to end up being, by the time you see this or whenever this gets done, those kind of things can play out because he doesn't have to wait to find out what happens at the top of the market in pitching. But oftentimes, the players, their agents, and the teams all need to see where the top guys go. This year, though, more so than any. Why is it more difficult? 
not necessarily on the pitching side because of Otani is not going to pitch yet. And because he's in such a small market of teams who are even still in it, seemingly Giants, Jays, Cubs, and Dodgers where he'll end up in no particular order, right? <clears throat> there aren't that many teams who are still in it on Otani. But you've got a guy in Yamamoto who's out there in the market who is, you know, at least in their version, you know, multiple Cy Youngs and MVPs and all these sorts of accolades and a guy who's going to get, I think, somewhere around $220 million in a deal. And we're talking about big money. We're talking about a guy who can come in and be an ace of a team immediately, right? And is the best pitcher, even though we haven't seen him pitch, so I know how that sounds, but he's the best pitcher available in the marketplace right now in free agency. If you believe that he can translate what he did over there, over here, maybe even beyond a Blake Snell. Then you might have concern about amount of years that you get to and inconsistency or whatever else you might be worried about. This dude, I mean, forget it, the numbers that he's coming with over here. So when he gets paid, he's going to get paid over $200 million at least, likely. Well, when teams are in on Yamamoto and you had to have the posting and now he's coming into the States and he's going to have meetings this next week, not going to happen here clearly by the time winter meetings is done in Nashville. Well, if I got Yamamoto on the top of my board, how in the hell can I go ahead and make a deal with you, Mr. Agent, for your pitcher when I'd rather have him? And if I want him, right, to quote the, in my cousin Vinny, he says, I want him. If you want that and you want Yamamoto and you want to play on Yamamoto, you've got to wait this thing out. So I'm not playing around with, you know, whether it's it's the from the Snells to the Jordan Montgomery's to wherever else you want to go. And even the trade market slows down, because let's say if I lose out on Yamamoto, now I'm more likely to say, OK, well, now do I look at do I want to use prospects to go get a Dylan Cease? Now, when I look at it, do I want to use prospects to go try and see, can I pull a Burns? What's a Glasnow deal going to cost me? Those sorts of things then come into play. But if I got Yamamoto at the top of my board, or if I'm playing in on Otani, when I'm spending five, $600 million, what the hell do I have to afford after that? If I'm thinking about those kind of guys, I don't have much wiggle room or where uh, places to go. And I got to wait. Because then I don't know what I have. So now you got to keep those guys in the back burner. Yeah, we're interested in you, Jordan Montgomery. But, you know, we're kind of waiting and seeing. Hang up, click. They know what that means. They're in on Yamamoto. Now they got to wait. I mean, you know, they understand, right? Those pitchers, I've talked to them many times over the years. I mean, the ones who are like sitting there and they're, you know, relievers at the back end of the market or pitchers at the back end of rotations, you know, they hate that because they they know, you know, you're kind of an extra guy or if I can't get the top three. I mean, imagine if you're sitting there and imagine if this was like dating that, hey, I'm going to go date three other people. And if I can't and I get rejected by all of them, I'll, I'm with you. I promise you. We're going to get flowers. We're getting dinner, the whole deal. Right. But that's kind of how it is. So because of that, there has to be a waiting period. And the Yamamoto situation specifically this year is going to even slow the pace down even further. So I don't know how many pitchers in that upper tier, if any, we're going to see go. Well, we don't know what's going to happen with Otani and that money at the high end. And well, we don't know what's going to happen with Yamamoto and that kind of money at the high end of the pitching market. And those things will slow play this down. Now, look, I hope I'm surprised. I hope we get tons of moves. I think it'd be great. It's slowed down over the years. I remember remarking the last time I was at Winter Meetings a couple of years ago, sitting there doing shows for three, four days. And I think I had like one, one side of a piece of paper filled. And usually I had three. There's just no moves to make.
it became about, well, this is fun because everybody's in the same area. It's fun because you get to hear from the new managers like Carlos Mendoza yesterday. It's fun because you get to see the, the GMs discuss how they see their rosters. And as a media member, you're learning, learning, learning about how to kind of, you know, set up how, how the teams see themselves heading into the marketplace, which makes it easier to go on air. I mean, that's the way I looked at it. But the moves excuse me, just weren't made at the at the same level. Now when you play in Otani and Yamamoto, slows down even more. Hope that explains it. Any questions, let me know. Obviously, comments, et cetera. Uh, disagreements, feel free to bring those as well. You'd be wrong. But anyway, Otani, quickly on Otani. Him meeting with the Jays. I had people reach out to me in Toronto. This, what does this mean? Do you think he really could go there? It means he's interested, okay? It means there's mutual interest. And there's interest in Chicago, and there's interest in San Francisco, and there's interest in L.A. Means there's interest. Also, you have to understand the business end. If there's nobody bidding against the Dodgers, and the Dodgers know this is where he wants to go, they don't have to give those extra dollars. They don't have to give those extra incentives when now we have the questions with the injury. They don't have to give the opt-out exactly where Shohei Otani is going to want it. They don't have to do it exactly like he's going to do it because they know that, hey, look, we've been talking about, right, last couple of days, the Soto leverage situation with the Padres. They know, all right, I got no leverage here. I got no hand, if you will, right, because they got me by the acorns. They, they know this is where I want to be. So he got a date. He, he got to sit there and you, you make the Dodgers wonder a bit. He got to have other bids. He's got to have other money. He's got to have other offers. Now, I'm not saying that he's, you know, making a mockery out of the Jays or he doesn't have interest because I do think if he's doing this, he's got legitimate interest. I do think clearly a lot of reasons to believe legitimate interest in the Giants, a lot of reasons to believe legitimate interest in the Cubs. He's going to be a Dodger. If I'm wrong, again, happy to admit I'm wrong. I will be somewhere between really, 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 really surprised and shocked because it comes down to common sense. What do the other teams have that the Dodgers don't? And I'll wait. What do they have? They have more money than L.A.? No. Do they have a better team with him on it than L.A.? Tani joins the Jays. Are they better than Otani on the Dodgers? Tani joins the Giants, clearly not better than Otani on the, on, the, on the Dodgers. Tani joins the Cubs, clearly not better than Otani on the Dodgers. The only teams that would even be in that category that you could say that would be if you told me he was meeting here in Atlanta. And then I can tell you, well, Otani on the Braves, probably better than Otani on the Dodgers in terms of where that team would be. But where else are you having that conversation? You're just not. So if I'm, I've got a, I got a chance to not have to move, be where I want to be, get make money off the field. I'm sitting there in Hollywood. No offense to the five freeway. I'm in real LA now and I'm a Dodger. Why the hell am I going to Toronto for? And I love Toronto. I'm just being honest with you. People get mad, right? It's like, I remember being on the air years ago and I was like, Giancarlo Stanton got like a mansion in Miami. He was in LA. He's not going to St. Louis. And people were like, why? Well, when they offered him all that, I know what do you mean? Of course, he he would come here. Nothing wrong with St. Louis. It's just sometimes these things got to play factors. Life plays factors. Reality and common sense got to play a factor, right? It's a Rockies fan who's mad when they're in the playoffs. Why do we have the 2.30 in the afternoon game and the Yankees are on at 8? Like, if you don't understand that, I get being upset, but understand it, right? I'm not trying to compare that to you know Florida State, not understanding why they're not in the college football playoff. Another scenario. But if you're sitting there and you're... Looking at it common sense-wise, right? Why would he meet with these teams? 
well, benefits him. More opportunities, more things to know, learning. Doesn't mean he can't be overwhelmed and bowled over and sold by another team. But it, it benefits him. It benefits the amount of money. But why would he pick one of the others in the Dodgers? When I can go play with Freeman and Mookie Betts for many years as I want, with probably an opt-out, tons of incentives, make money off the field, Otani is going to end up a Dodger. Is he going to date? He's going to date. Is he going to give you some curveballs? And you're going to be like, ooh, well, maybe he's going to go somewhere else. Well, maybe he's going to go somewhere else. But he's going to end up being a Dodger. You can end up right here in Unfiltered and should often, as much as you can, Apple, Spotify, everywhere, get your podcast, Twitter, X, if you will, YouTube, all sorts of different spots. Catch me and hit me whenever you want with any questions or conversations on baseball or all sorts of sports. We hit them all here on this show. Unfiltered, we'll see you next time. As always, is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 